your example, and deep change. The current events in the world have my heart so heavy I'm struggling to sleep. Interestingly, today, when I mentioned this, I heard others say the same. We find ourselves drowning in tears of empathy as we see the horrific story of George Floyd. The senseless and maddening murder of Ahmed Aubrey is still fresh on our hearts. And then we learn about the murder of EMT, Brianna Taylor, by police while she slept in her bed, just barely in March. Unfortunately, these are only three of countless senseless murders, and the murderers are not on trial. I want to say so many things, but since current criticism for white girls like me being told to check your privilege, I think it's most fair to start with a couple words about where I'm coming from. And I don't mean my history. If you want to know more about me, there's plenty on my podcast. I mean the world I'm revolving in that does not include watching TV, watching news, and using the many social media platforms. I'm trying my best to live in this world and not be overwhelmed by it. Truth is, my heart is so soft, everything makes me cry. Today I saw a light-skinned police officer hugging a crying, dark-skinned young man at a protest. Honestly, I felt like I could see in that young man's face not just his sadness over this whole thing, but his heart melting as that police officer explained to him that he cared about him. The young man's tears got worse and he dropped his forehead on the police officer's chest. I saw in that moment his need. He and we need the ability to trust the ones who are supposed to protect us. This is why I don't have TV and why I don't watch the news. I cry so much already. I'm touched by a million different sad things, beautiful things, horrific things, and I get weaker the older I get. I don't have the ability to turn off empathy or tears. And anything I say comes from a place of absolute equality and the belief that everyone should be treated with respect. From where I stand, I can say especially black people and Mexicans because they get so little and deserve it 100% just like everyone. There aren't a lot of black people where I live, but there are a lot of Mexicans. This isn't about the exact color of brown. It's just the fact that it's not white. And anyone of color is not treated the same. One day soon, my intonation training will be available, and respect for everyone is the core teaching of that training. So this privileged white girl is really trying to make a difference in this world, and my dream is to affect deep change. Deep change with respect. Everyone is using the term, the lens of humanity, but we do not have the same eyes. I'm open to your lens being different from mine and hoping that our understanding of humanity is similar. My experiences and my life dictate my lens. If you are a regular listener, you know my childhood had a huge effect on who I am now. I totally understand that your life and experiences dictate your lens. It's impossible for them to match, and that too is part of humanity, knowing there is room for differences. Therefore, criticism is not invited into this desire for deep change. 
peace, love, and kindness are at the heart of success in making it happen. The only way to do it wrong is to remove peace, love, and kindness. In these times, we would be amiss not to look to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. He is the leader to look to, a man who believed in change, a man who believed in humanity, and a man who believed in love. It sounds silly to say, but really, that's all we have to do is ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? What would MLK do? People who matter to me are one of my favorite things to write about. I want you to think of someone who is one of your favorite people, someone who deeply matters. If you could tell me one thing you love about them, what would it be? Remember this thing. Now think of another person you would call a favorite. What quality stands out as the reason they are coming to your mind? Remember that thing, too. Feel free to write it down. Let's go to a third person, someone you adore. Name one thing that person does that keeps them on this list of your favorite people. Remember that thing, and let's do one more. Do you have someone up on a pedestal? Is there someone you really look up to? What is that reason? Feel free to write these four things down. I did, and my list lands like this. 1. Her love. 2. His smile. 3. Her genuineness. 4. His heart. These are my real reasons about four of the people that matter in huge measures to me. I know I don't need to elaborate on those four, but just in case it helps you think of your four, I'm going to tell you why these are my answers. When I say her love, I specifically mean for me, but the truth is, she has copious amounts of love and extra to give anyone who needs it. Even talking about it brings me to tears, so I will move on. I say his smile because I know someone whose smile literally radiates from every inch of his face and penetrates me so deeply, I can have a better day just because I saw him smile. Her genuineness transcends anything popular or cool. She only knows how to be herself, and she's wonderfully and colorfully genuine. His heart is how he matters so much to me. He gives me unconditional love and supports and cares about anything important to me, seemingly with ease. Look at your list. If you wrote down the names too, ignore the names and look at the reasons. And tell me, did you write down her cruelty? Did you write down his violence? I know hate and anger is not among your four things. At the core of every one of us wants the good, the happy, the beautiful, the wonderful. The reasons you listed were inspired by love and not induced by hate. So why, when injustice happens, and your heart fills with empathy for a man who couldn't breathe as his neck was knelt on, does the insistence for equality turn, for some, to mean, harsh, and violent upset, while expecting caring and mattering to be at the core of what we need, and that's deep change? I am mad at the murderer. 
But I understand murdering in return is not how I effect deep change. It's how I perpetuate hate. If society is smothered with love, we make the murderer look worse. The more full of love society is, the more unacceptable it is for a police officer to kneel on a black man's neck. If that were the world we were creating, there would be no excuse for this entirely unacceptable action to not generate immediate prosecution. Our high moral standards could make all police brutality louder because brutality is clearly the enemy to a world of peace, love, and kindness. Violence and harm are not the path to change. We know this. We all know this. Even those not acting like they know it, know it. Those rioting, looting, and starting fires are keeping us out of a world where the violence stands out as entirely unacceptable. We need that to be our world, so that the black man or woman, the brown man or woman, do not feel they are excluded from anything with a label of privilege. 100% respect floods a world of peace, love, and kindness. I know as I say those three words, people want to roll their eyes. Because popular culture does not see softness like my views as cool. But each of us, when we lay in bed at night, we want that world. We could sleep soundly in that world. Black lives do matter. And since I love to write about mattering, and I know that mattering in all forms is the goal, I don't believe for a minute any acts of violence are a means to a mattering end. I'm not sold on angry protests, not even slightly. It is in us doing the opposite that a police officer shoves a light bulb up his own ass and illuminates himself like a flashing neon sign that says what I'm doing is entirely unacceptable. Our peace can create that by default. It's the extreme difference that makes it happen. Those of us that already believe skin color does not and should never dictate how a person is treated are not joining the violent protests. Do you know how we have responded in these few days since the murder of George Floyd? When we couldn't smile with our mouths, we smiled with our eyes. We found empathy above and beyond what we already believed was enough. We found kinder words. We slowed down to look at things from another perspective. We didn't offer answers. We offered understanding and comfort. We reflected grace. We respected people and their beliefs. We were intentional with looking for things that are beautiful in every person that we saw. I tried to listen more to understand someone else's feelings so they can have a better friend. We try to be compassionate and understanding of every side and everyone. We used respect and tenation, never talking down. We held our tongue with the intent to hear. We did no harm. We stayed present in a tough conversation when what we really wanted to do was run. We hugged like we meant it. We found new levels of calm. A simple act 
of making eye contact and giving a smile made such an impact that was evident in the eyes of those we interacted with. I have had hard conversations about discrimination with my friends because once we sort it all out, we can get to loving one another. We did not set anything on fire. We stopped assuming we knew everything about the situation. We didn't hold one another to the things we may have done. We found more peace in our demeanor. And we did this because this is the only way we can bring deep change. This is the change. Respecting, listening, loving, empathizing, having patience, being aware of yourself and how you sound, paying attention to everything you do so it does not involve hate, violence, or harm. Just peace, love, and kindness. In the words of Paulo Coelho, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion.